Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends of Beyond the Binary, my patron peeps, uh, it's time for the podcaster who keeps his eye on urban oranges, so you don't have to. Uh, you know, because I can, I can make a, I can find the sleepy side of anything. Uh, it's time for Sleep With Me, patrons, a podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could sit aside. Whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, changes in time or temperature... Uh, like, uh, you know, anything going on that's keeping you awake. It could be anything. Like, you could be remembering someone that was drumming their fingers during a meeting today. And, you know, that, like, I'm not here. I, I, it happens to me. I say, uh, why didn't I, you know, this could be thoughts about, I say, why didn't I say anything about that freaking drumming of the fingers uh, that old Barry was doing? First of all, I was at an imaginary meeting, which is my own set of issues. That I was at a you know conference meeting uh, with someone named Bear. I said, "What are we here? What are we here to do? What, what I can't focus on, you know, I didn't have the wherewithal to say, excuse me, Barry. I'm here to uh, have an imaginary meeting with uh, I don't know who 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 who's in this meeting. Oh, thank you. A point of order. Go ahead. Oh, I'm in the middle of a podcast intro. Secondary point of order." Uh, we're not using Robert's rules of order. Correct. I don't. I'm not a fan. Uh, too too many rules, you know. Uh, point of order number three. Oh, we're at the beginning of podcast intro. Oh boy. Uh, sorry about that, new listeners. Uh, went right off topic. Uh, <laughs> really early. Hopefully, I'll get back to that meeting. Yeah, but whatever is keeping you awake, I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off. So, what I'm going to do? What I'm going to do is. Uh, Send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use the lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, which you just saw a few of them. And I'm here to help. It's a, it's a nice, cozy, safe place. Now, this I'll, g- I'll give you the news up front. Uh, if you're new, I'm glad you're here. And here's a couple of things to note. This podcast is a very silly and goofy and counterintuitive. So see if you you could kick back, just like you're at the meeting, but you're not invested, whatever meeting that was. Uh, I mean, maybe there is a part of me. Is this what dual, the, is this duality? I don't know. Uh, where I could be listening and enjoying Barry's, or emp- maybe I could empathize with Barry and say, huh, maybe after a meeting I'll check in with Barry and see what's up with uh, the finger drumming. But for now, i got to focus on this meeting because I don't even know who called it. Also, yeah, there is the underlying tension. This meeting's going on within my, uh, but I, oh, oh, also I'm in the middle of, po- okay. So this podcast goes off topic a lot, uh, but it's here to just help. Now, it doesn't work for everybody, but give it a few tries. Another thing that doesn't always work for everybody, but kind of see how it goes, is that the podcast has this long intro, which is in a weird way, an essential part of the show, unless you skip it. Like, if you skip it, that means it's not essential for you. You could skip ahead to 18 minutes. Uh, but I really don't want you to miss out on this part, because this is, like, the, the part where people start to wind down. Also, and this is, like, uh, this is the only thing where you never know what's going to happen, but you know you could sleep through it. Yeah, I don't think that phrase has ever been uttered before in the history of, you know, first for humanity. Tonight on Sleep With Me, during the intro, anything could happen, uh, but nothing you'll need to be awake for, or that you'll be like, holy cow, what did I miss? Because uh, you say, well, honey, what did I miss? I fell asleep last night during the intro. I thought that was the wind down, you know. I brushed my teeth. I got into bed. You know, I prepped, you know, I puffed my pillows. I started just feeling the cross breeze we have going, and... uh Scoots was talking. I was planning on just, you know, easing into bed and then maybe falling asleep, you know, at some point. 
Uh, but next thing I know, no, he was, uh, I was asleep. Uh, what happened? Well, honey, uh, actually, I don't know. I was asleep too. I'm pretty sure he invented a new musical instrument called the finger drum. Uh, though it could be, it may not have been a finger. I think he was talking about, uh, or maybe he was talking about a meeting of finger drummers uh, or something. Huh, that's interesting. I, I remember I, I remember a conference table, and then I pictured it so comfortable and I was sleeping on it. And so that's, okay, anyway, so excuse me, couple, I'm sorry. I don't know if you checked out our sponsor Zola yet, but uh, uh, excuse me, I was just talking to another new listener. I didn't mean to interrupt your breakfast. Uh, oh, hey, Scoots, thanks for putting us to sleep last night. Hey, no problem. I'm just, uh, I was just trying to give an example I've never actually interviewed a couple. I, I've only, like, uh, replayed your conversations uh, for listeners. But I've never had a chance to interview. You two look lovely. Like, I've never seen two people look so radiant before uh, at, at this time of the morning. Well, Scoots, is because you put us to sleep so good. Uh, well, great. Uh, you mind explaining kind of what the intro is for the new listener? Well, it's intro, you know. Uh, oh, hey, new listener, it's me. I'm a regular. I'm a regular uh, uh, lunchbox tote and sleep with me listener here, and I just wanted you to know the intro is. It seems at first like a drawn out, uh, purposeless thing, uh, but it's actually strangely enough. Uh, I don't think it's a technique that Scooter uses. No offense, Scooter, none taken. Lunchbox toting member of the sleep with me community. Uh, thanks, uh, Scooter. Uh, but yeah, like it's uh, it's where he explains what the podcast is. He never gets there. Uh, but it's kind of fun. It adds some levity to bedtime. I think that's the main goal. Lets you know there's a community that it's important you're listening, but that there's a community of other listeners there. Hun, what else does Scooter uh, do during the intro? Well, thanks, uh, Sweetums. I'm actually a brown bag uh, toting member of the Sleep With Me community. No lunchbox for me. Uh, but, you know, I make my own lunch, and uh, he explains the structure of the show, where it starts off with a few minutes of business, and then there's uh, the intro, which we're talking about right now, so that's pretty meta, and the intro is around 12 to 14 to 17 to 16 to 15 minutes or so, a show within a show, then between the intro and the story is some business, too. That's what keeps the podcast free for everybody. Uh, then after that, there's a story. I think today it'll be like, a, they're called Tuesday-style stories, even though the podcast doesn't come out on Tuesdays. Uh, so it could be about anything, but we know it'll be nice and soothing and stuff. Uh, then there's some thank yous at the end. That's the structure of the show. In uh, Sugar Cakes, why don't you tell them a couple of the rules of the podcast? Oh, thanks. Thanks, Honey Pie. No, Scooter, I was talking to Sugar Cakes, not to you, Scooter. Oh, okay. Oh, thanks, uh, Honey, honey Poo. Uh, uh, sorry, Scooter, we have pet names for each other because we're in a relationship. You're just our boar friend, our boar bay. Oh, that's perfect. Thanks, uh, Honey honey Buns. Scooter. See, no, no, I was, just, I was just, like, I wasn't making fun of your pet names. It's just, it's an instinctual thing for me. I, I call my dog Sugar Pop Pie sometimes. Uh, and it doesn't, oh, Scooter, I might use that one. Okay, anyway, so then, oh, what were we talking about? Oh, the rules. So no need to listen to the podcast. I think we've made that pretty abundantly clear. Uh, but just expense, expect Scooter to go off topic, and uh, that's part of the fun part, but it's also part of that's hard to follow. So ideally, it's just interesting enough to take your mind off of stuff, but you, you say, well, I don't really need to listen to Scooter. As much as we love you, Scooter, you know, that, that part, uh, and the other thing is there's no pressure to fall asleep. That's what I really like. A lot of things you say, you, you know, there's sleep solutions or sleep cures. Scooter's just your sleep bud. He's here to be there for you while you fall asleep. Uh, 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 rubber ducky poo, what, what do you, oh, thanks, oh, thanks, uh, thanks, uh, washcloth of my dreams. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he also uh, lets you know. You know, that you deserve a good night's sleep, but he's there to just walk at your side as you drift off, so you can listen. The other important thing is if you can't sleep, he's there to the very end, and there's a bunch of other episodes ready to go. 
So it's not so much a sleep a podcast as uh, as a podcast uh, to listen to as you fall asleep, I guess. Scooter, you have anything to add about your own podcast? Well, thank you both so much. That was lovely. Uh, I don't think I could have done done a better job uh, if I needed to. Except I don't know if washcloths in my dream. I may I may may have changed that. Uh, but it, oh wait, this is also in my imagination. Wow. Okay, well, that's interesting. I think those are real listeners, to be honest with you. Or, you know, a very good, uh, you know, those, uh, okay, I guess some part of my brain, you know, you know what, Barry, uh, you can drum your fingers all you want. I'm here to help you too, Bear. You know, Barry, I think drumming your fingers is a bit of a metaphor for the podcast. Just like those listeners said, it gives you something to do while you're doing something else, uh, and maybe the physical drumming of the fingers takes your mind off and allows you to focus on the meeting. And you know what, Barry? Maybe it just feels good for you. And that's really my goal is to, is to make bedtime feel a little bit better. I mean, I strive to make it feel good, uh, to make you feel safe uh, and distracted, ensconced in lulls. Uh, yeah, but if I just get close, you say, well, it's it's pretty decent uh, having scoots around at bedtime to take my mind off stuff. Uh, so that's what I do. That's why I'm here. And if you're just checking the show out, I really appreciate it. I mean, I really hope I can help. And I know it doesn't work for everybody. This show is not everybody's taste. Yeah, but I do know that, uh, you know, we have a lot, a lot of loyal listeners uh, who said, yeah, it took two or three tries uh or first me not liking the podcast. And I know it's strange. I'm not trying to sell you on the podcast. I only hope it helps you. Uh, but a lot of people say, well, yeah, yeah, give it. So give it two or three tries. And then if it does, you know, then, you know, move. You, like uh, there's LibriVox. Uh, there's Sleep Whispers. Uh, there's uh, Slow Radio is a new one, Sleepy. Uh, so there's other stuff out there, uh, you know, plenty of other stuff. Uh, oh, oh, My Noise, that's another one I've been playing with lately. So give some of those a try, too. Uh, but I'm here to help you. I mean, and th- th- those are all free mentions. Because, uh, I, I mean, I, even if this podcast doesn't work for you, I still believe you deserve a good night's sleep. Uh, and I really d- desire that for you. And uh, where you can go out tomorrow and flourish. And the reason I say that is because I've been there. Uh, that's why I work so hard on this show. And that's why I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. And that's why I say thank you again for coming by. And by the way, here's a couple of ways we keep the show going. Okay, everybody. Uh, tonight's a, a, a style episode we've only done a few times. Uh, but it's one I really enjoy making and really fun. It's a board game unboxing. The board board game unboxing. And tonight we're going to be doing a game called Tokaido. T O K. A-I-D-O, and it's a, uh, it's a board game. I, d- I don't know too much about it. I have a little bit of personal history with it. Uh, I was under the impression, and I actually didn't even— Okay, this is, this is the kind of sleep-with-me material here. Uh, I thought I had bought it last year, uh, so tw- for the holidays of 2017, so last last year, for someone as a gift, but I may have only placed it— uh, you know, here's what I think. Here's what happened. It may have been even two, two or three holidays ago. I had intended to buy it for my brother because I had heard about the amazing artwork of this game, and that's very unique and very enjoyable to play. Uh, but like, I think I ended up putting it in my uh, shopping cart, and then realizing uh, that there was this out of print book I wanted to buy for my brother Ken. Because I'm pretty sure he would have been the one, you know, he does the art for the show, so he was the one I would have wanted to do the to to, to give it to. And then this year, so, sorry, Ken or Judy, if you're listening, I I, I purchased a game as a as a holiday gift with the intention of giving it, it, it. Like a good thing about board games, especially for adults, uh, but maybe for kids too. I mean, this in this situation ends up for kids, uh, is that you have an option of who to give the gift to. Uh, so you can kind of board, buy a board game with one person in mind, but but it gives you options. Especially so, this year I bought 
Well, Santa Claus was also involved in this. When I conferenced with Santa Claus, I said, okay, what board games are you going to have the elves create? And which ones should I purchase? So this was after my consult with Santa Claus, a.k.a. Roberta Claus. I just wanted to back myself in multiple corners. But so uh, with the two, two of us and the team of elves consulting, between those we had Tokaido, uh, there's a Harry Potter card building game, which I didn't do an unboxing in that just because it, 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 part of the game is unboxing. And so if I unboxed the game, it would have, uh, interrupted my, my enjoyment of the gameplay. Uh, so, so sorry about that. Uh, but you could check out that game as well. And then also a game that I'll re rewrite the name for it called, uh, uh, let's see, it's called, uh, Pan. Uh, it's a pan game about Dems, uh, and this was just a card game version. I think there's like a, there's a version of those games called Legacy, uh, which I'd like to play, but uh, that game Ken and Judy got, uh, cause they said, am I feeling like, uh, for Sophia, uh, the pan game or Tokaido? And so, so it was, a, you know, this is when you hold a gift. This is called the, I call this the reverse condo. Where I say, what will this bring? Who will, whom will this bring joy to? Maybe we could patent that, or maybe we could work on that. Work with Marie. We could do a, a set of cards where I get like eighty percent of the money, Marie gets twenty percent uh, in their holiday cards with these, with just this method. Or we could just write instead of a book, we could sell pamphlets. I don't know if that's something that's profitable, uh, but it's something I'd be into. Is uh, you hold a you hold a gift that you've bought. Uh, I guess this is kind of not the best for me. You say, "Who whom would this?" Re-? Actually, no. That's how I bought a lot of gifts. Uh, they thought this was going to be about. Uh, but so, like another, this is just a pro tip idea. You got like plenty of months to plan this, but you can also do it for birthdays or any other gift. You know, showers you're going to. Is going to a Goodwill or or, or a ninety nine cent store, and you pick stuff up and you hold it. And you say, "Will this bring joy?" I mean, a good Goodwill or a flea market is good because see, who would this bring joy to? And then you gift it to them. Uh, that's for like your, uh, you you know, you, I don't know. And then a ninety nine cent store is kind of the same thing, but you should just clear first. Would this bring joy to someone? And then who would that bring joy to? So after my consults, uh, this so that's how Tokaido ended up in my lap instead of Ken and Judy's. Also, I'm still not sure I didn't give them the gift at some point. So I didn't want to, like, on the hot, like, right up before the holidays be like, uh, did Roberta Claus or I give you Tokaido as a gift within the past few years? And I forgot because that's what's wrapped up down there just in case, uh, so that's how I ended up with Tokaido, and I'm looking forward to playing it with uh, my daughter. So just to paint a picture for you, it is a large uh, b- box. Uh, I don't know how many, definitely like maybe 24 inches by 24 inches and about uh, six inches thick. No, maybe four inches thick. It's a heavy box. It's The box, uh, the background color is just white or might be an eggshell. It could be a linen, but that might be my lighting talking. It has the names of the creators on there. Uh, Antoine Bauza and uh, Nadia. Uh, and I think those are the correct pronunciations, but I'm not sure. And then in the center of the top of the box, it, underneath in writing, uh, uh, that seems like... Uh, it was written in some sort of uh, Japanese-style brushwork, uh, Tokaido. Inside the circle, I think, is some Japanese characters, inside the, the second O. And then there's a beautiful piece of art, uh, which includes uh, the whole art is set on a lake or a pond. And I don't know if this is art from the game, but I so I don't I, I don't want to describe it just yet. Uh but really, really, uh, like a lot of details, uh, uh, a lot, of, just a lot to look at, and, and beautiful. 
then each side of the box says Tokaido on it. So if you have it on a, a you know, a, a bookshelf or a board game shelf, you can easily find it. And then on the back, uh, so just to, to, to tease it out here and get you ready uh, for what we have in store, on the back again it says the names of the creators, uh, then Tokaido, register, you know, the trademark is registered. In the top left corner it has what looks like some sort of cards that were probably used in the game. And then it has uh, some sort of coins that look like they're used in the game. They're circular coins with a square uh, hole in them. Uh, to the right is a, a gentleman uh, smoking a pipe, uh, uh, wearing a robe, and on his back is a... Uh, oh, these again might be characters from the game, but he, he's got a lot of things on his back that he's carrying, including a cool paper lantern, and he's smoking a pipe. Uh, uh, then on the bottom left is another character. Also, uh, she seems to be in an... She's in a flowing robe. Also, the colors uh, are just amazing. Uh, I wouldn't even know. Uh, like, her robe is shades of magenta and uh, uh, purples. Uh, there's a lot in, in the hair. Then on the other side is someone. Uh, he seems to be dressed like a samurai. But again, uh, he also has a lot of colors. He's holding a fan with a painting on it. And then on the back, it says, uh, welcome, traveler, uh, exclamation point. Uh, welcome to Takedo, the legendary East Sea Road connecting Kyoto to Edo. Uh, here you will begin an extraordinary journey during which you will discover a thousand marvels for the first time. Uh, be sure to take the time to contemplate the sumptuous vistas before you. The majestic mountains, the peaceful coastland, and the vice, vast rice paddies. Uh, let the brush strokes of nature be an anchor for your memories. Appreciate the beneficial stopovers uh, that punctuate your path. Beautiful language here. The restorative tranquility of the hot springs. And the countless culinary delicacies that will astonish your palate. Uh, bundled together with your belongings, uh, delightfully unexpected souvenirs from the most modest to the most sophisticated that you gather from your surprising encounters that may change the course of your travels. Time will be your best me means to remain clear-sighted, methodical, and patient so that you don't miss anything on this unique route but instead can fully savor the experiences Takedo has to offer. Uh, the contents we will discover, but they're listed here. It says the game takes uh, about 45 minutes, uh, two to five players, but then it also has an eight plus. I think that means age. Uh, uh, then it says no on babies, uh, zero to three. Also on the UPC code, just in case you're wondering, it says Tokaido dash fifth. So I don't know if that's the fifth edition to the game. It says July 17. And just, just for uh, legacy sake, 377-001-556-543. And you could visit them on the web. It's at www.funforge.fr. And they have the company's uh, logo there, Funforge. Uh, so I'm going to pause, like, I'm going to, like, you won't notice, but I'm going to be opening the box here. Okay, so I have the box open, and the first thing I'm seeing is a pack with, uh, cards and things in it, very picturesque. Then the, uh, how to play instructions. Uh, it looks like there's also, uh, a app version of the game or an app to complement the game. Uh, so there's an ad for that that is also beautiful. And I put the instructions to the side. Then there's a big uh, cardboard square. And the first one has coins. It has uh, one, two, three, four times one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, which is easy, Matt. Uh, so 40 coins uh, to punch out. Uh, then... One, two, three, four, five uh, 
uh, circular uh, tokens of that look like a kind of watercolor flower. And uh, one is like, again, a, a color that is, uh, I'd say it's like a somewhere, it's a violet, a light purple. Then one that's like a yellow, orange, uh, like a, the edges of a sunset. Then one that's like a, not forest green, though it has some forest green in there. I don't know if there's a color verdant green. Uh, but you know, which is different than spring green or loamy green, maybe a mossy green. Then there's a grayscale one, which is beautiful. And then there's another one that initially you'd say it's blue, but then I'd say, whoa, 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 it's like a cayenne or cyan in blue and a little bit of gray mixed together uh, to create something in a shade of blue. Uh, then there seems to be character cards, uh, which actually have a hole where you can punch out. So I don't know what that's for. Uh, and again, I, I don't like there, there's a uh, there's a coin symbol in the right top right corner. And it says X times the number of coins. So I don't know if that's like the game of life, how much they earn. Uh, then there's a drawing and a painting of the character. And uh, each character is a little bit different. Maybe we could run through those uh, when we get to them. Then underneath the character, oh, there's different symbols and different cards, uh, which must be a part of the gameplay. It's tough to figure out exactly what they are. Like, do, does maybe this is what they get to do on each turn? Uh, like one of the characters from the back cover, his name is uh, Zen Dash Amon E M O N. And uh, there's a picture of something that looks like a, a house or a, a something, and then an arrow, and it has one to a card, and then a coin. Uh, then the next character is also uh, was on the cover, the back cover, uh, is uh, Sasai Aiko, S A S A Y A K K O, or Sasayako. Uh, and that one has the same picture of a house. Then it has one card. Then it has a, another card with a coin, but the coin is X'd out. And then it has a grayed out card. So it's already like titillating in the mystery of the gameplay. Uh, then there's another character. Uh, so there's four character cards on this sheet. Uh, uh, Hiro Tada, uh, who earns eight coins or has an eight coin thing. Now, Hirotada has a different symbol underneath Hirotada. It's not a house. It looks to be some sort of mountain-type sanctuary or something. And then it has an arrow going to a pile of coins. Then it has an arrow of a coin going into a grayed-out coin topped by a gate. So, again, I'm like, what a... And also under there's also a, a circle that's meant to be punched out in the top left. Uh, underneath that is a, a banner with Japanese characters on it. And the last character on here is uh, Ome Omegai Omegai O M E G A E. And uh, this character has uh, long hair, a painted face, uh, two fa- a fan. And then I can't quite see uh, if it's uh, what else is being held in their hand. Uh, like a really layered outfit uh, in shades of uh, red and maroons. And even the fan has uh, exquisite details on there. Like there's a painting uh, which uh, would look like flowers and maybe a setting sun or a moon. And even the textures of the dress, uh, it's a dress like uh, that's uh, what are those like folds almost like an accordion. I don't know what those kind of dresses are called. Uh, and uh, the dress kind of seems to be flowing. Also, I didn't even realize this in the background of each one is like a, a very light grayscale painting. Of uh, like it kind of looks like they're on some sort of regal stage.
Okay, so that's one set of character cards. Then the next uh, cardboard punch-out card has uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10 more coins. So we have 50 coins in play, it looks like. And then it has uh, six more characters, uh, all with, like, much different symbols. Okay, so four of these six characters have uh, will look like a food symbol underneath them. And then an arrow to some sort of card-based activity. And maybe the characters are all holding, like, something that symbolizes them. All of them have different coin values. Uh, there's um, uh, Mitsukuni, uh, M-I-T-S-U-K-U-N-I. It seems to be some sort of mystical character, maybe, because a long beard, a long staff uh, that at the top has, like, a natural branches coming off it with uh, bloss- pink blossoms on it. But then there's kind of three ethereal characters on there. And then also on the shoulder of this character is another ethereal type, uh, I don't know, like a sprite-like character. And wearing a beautiful green robe uh, with a yellow uh, tie. What do you call it when you tie tie your robe? You know, you cinch your robe with that thing. uh, And then different cards uh, and a staff symbol. Uh, The next character was from uh, one of the covers, uh, Yoshiyashu, Y-O-S-H-I-Y-A-S-U. Earns nine coins. It seems to be some sort of uh, samurai-type character uh, in blue. So, like I said, holding a fan uh, that maybe has some sort of phoenix-like character bird on there. Uh, but then it also has underneath uh, the, the, a circle uh, with someone in, in shades of pink carrying things, which leads to two cards with a question mark. Uh, the next character seems to be a younger character, uh, Satsuki, S-A-T-S-U-K-I. And uh, what I like about Satsuki is uh, the characters are looking right at us. I don't know if any of the other characters are making eye contact. And then on the right lower side of uh, Satsuki is a a little character, uh, some sort of pet. I can't tell if it's a cat or a a small dog. And then again, just a massive amount of details. Also, you could even go into the details of the face and stuff. Uh, Really impressive artwork. And uh, even just the layers and layers uh, going into the clothing yeah, this is a really rich game. And then under Satsuki is what looks like a plate of food with chopsticks. Uh, and then an arrow to a card with a question mark uh, that has uh, the card on the back of it has a plate of chopsticks. And then a coin with an X out. Uh, yeah, the next character is uh, Kinko. K-I-N-K-O. Now, Kinko has a mysterious... Uh, uh, something over Kinko's head, covering Kinko's head. Uh, if you watch Legion, it is evocative of that TV show for me of the second season. Uh, and uh, a very simple, like, uh, blue-shaded robe, uh, uh, but some wind flowing, actually, so the robe is actually flowing in the wind. And underneath Kinko is, uh, again, a plate of food with chopsticks, going to a card with a plate of food with chopsticks, and then one coin. Uh, Kinko also has a X7 for the coins. Uh, This next character is named uh, Shubei, C-H-U-U-B-E-I, or Shubai. Uh, it also has uh, the symbol with uh, food and chopsticks, but with a a red circle with a down arrow on it, and then a, a arrow to a, a pink card that uh, Yoshiashu had, and the coin multiplier is X4, and then Shubai or Shubei is carrying, uh, has a piece of... Um, what is that called? Wheat between their mouth or some other form of grain. A very determined look uh, with the eyebrows. Uh, 
and is in mid-stride, a pole over the shoulder, uh, carrying a bundle of something uh, with some uh, Japanese writing on it, uh, a jacket that is uh, somewhere between orange and red, uh, with a lot of details underneath the jacket. Also has uh, some sort of. Uh, uh, they also have some sort of uh, something around their neck. They have sh- longer shorts or shorter pants. There's even some uh, design in the the calves. And the last uh, character here is a hero, uh, Shiji, or Shije, H-I-R-O-S-H-I-G-E, X-ray coin multiplier, the um, same as uh, Shubei, uh, food, uh, plate with a uh, chopsticks in food and a circular arrow with a down symbol. Uh, but an arrow pointing to a two-toned card we haven't seen yet. Uh, and then Hiroshige, uh, Hiroshige is uh, really oof, richly, richly designed. Uh, holding a giant paintbrush uh, tipped with red. It looks like uh, the character just painted a, a circle around them. Really flowing clothes with a d- bunch of different scaling of colors. Uh, their left hand, they're painting with their left hand, which is good news for people like me. Uh, some sort of uh, bat, like a carry-all on the back. Uh, also holding uh, what could be the paint uh, in some sort of jar. Uh, oof, really uh, amazing. And even look at the back of these. Okay, the backs are plain, though. Okay, so the next thing I'm going to do is uh, open up this bag and take a look at what's in this bag. Okay, so open the bag, and it has... Uh, oh, I guess these are cards that maybe become paintings. Uh, wow. Uh, that's what it seems to be, that they're cards that you uh, separate... And then become paintings. Uh, if that's the case, this is really, really amazing. Holy mackerel. Uh, so there's a, what are these called? Like a three pan, there's a first set of paintings is a three paneled painting. Uh, the second set and the how many versions? Uh, so there's three cards for each painting. And there's probably like a, one, two, three, four. Uh, five sets of the painting, so five times three is 15 cards. Uh, then the next painting is uh, uh, four uh, cards or four panel painting. There's probably, I'm really making a bit of a mess here, uh, but I think there's probably five versions of that. And then the final one is a uh, five uh, uh, f- five panel painting. Okay, so let me start with a three panel painting here. Uh, on one side is, uh, so it's uh, three panels, and each panel has its own number, one, two, and three, uh, against a, uh, what looks like a stick with a pack, uh, like a bundle on it, uh, so I assume you're, like, acquiring it during your journey. In the first painting, uh, the three-panel painting is very verdant, it's green, it has, uh, some flooded fields, uh, and in the center and the middle panel and the right panel are two people, like, harvesting or working uh, with some grasses in the field. So I don't know if it's uh, what exactly they're harvesting. Uh, but the level of detail is just amazing because uh, the water is green, but it's also reflecting the sky. You can kind of see some of the clouds uh, to the left on one of the... Um, uh, border like uh, land borders between the fields is uh, uh, what looks like two bird houses and rock and some grasses. In the top left corner is some trees, and then above that is uh, like uh, a land which looks like maybe a main road is on there. Someone's standing there. There's even some mountains, and as you move right, uh, you see some birds flying and some more mountains. In a cloudy yellow sky, someone running on the road, uh, pulling pulling a cart, uh, and the cart even has motion, kind of uh, 
drawn into it. There's a, a lantern, like kind of moving. And as you track further on the right on the road part at the top uh, background of the card, uh, there's some road markers and there's two people just standing on the road kind of chatting or you know, catching up or give, you know, fellow travelers giving one another directions. So just really rich. And then on the other side of the card is a greenish print, a kind of a textured-looking print, and then a circle in the middle with another painting, which kind of catches like a, a different version of what we're like a a, a further out, uh, zoomed out version of uh, some tiered, flooded fields uh, with a house or a building at the top of the fields. And again, there's a motif of like sky and clouds and then another set of tiered fields in the distance with another house. Uh, And the four-paneled card painting, again, all the panels are numbered from left to right. And this one is a winter scene with like a volcanic-style mountain, uh, uh, which would probably be reminiscent of uh, Fuji or those people that have seen Shasta in Northern California. Uh, so it's always impressive. A lot of these mountains are rising just right from sea level. Uh, so they just really look uh, uh, amazing. Uh, and this one looks very amazing because it dominates the two center panels on either side. And it's covered in snow and it's surrounded by a, a pink sky. So I don't know if it's dawn or dusk. Uh, feels like a dawn. And there's these wispy uh, painted clouds uh, that almost are ribbon-like. Uh, maybe even some birds in the sky. Uh, on the furthest left and right panels, we, we get a little bit more of a foreground detail of some trees that are snow-covered, a bridge and a gate, and uh, some rocks. Uh, on the right side of the panel are some travelers uh, like soaking in the mountain. Uh, around the base of the mountain, there seems to be some sort of lake or uh, uh, a flooded area, but it's covered or just snow covered. Uh, there's, yeah, there's uh, snow covered rocks. Uh, so, also very amazing. And, and then on the back side, it's a grayscale kind of uh, look uh, with a print that has like uh, somewhere between a snowflake and a flower. And then a shot of the mountain in a different way, uh, where the wind is really a, this wispy winter wind. And you can see the mountains and the trees and the snow. And then the five-panel painting, it is uh, amazing. It's a uh, like a water uh, sea shot uh, from shore to sea. And on the left side seems to be kind of some seaside village uh, that's built on the base of a mountain. So there's trees and uh, buildings and the mountain kind of rising up behind it. There's clouds uh, and kind of placid water. Then as you move to the next plant panel, you see the clouds and sky and birds and then the ribbon-like wispy clouds. Uh, you see mountains in the background. You see a fisher person working with a net. As you move to the next panel, you see a boat, and the seas are getting a little bit more wavy. It's a boat with a sail up, and it, it seems to be headed towards the village. Uh, and you just see some of the design in the water. As you move to the fourth panel, you see the water is getting even rougher and darker. There's some rocks, there's some darker clouds, and then spiraling spiraling up out of the water is a, a tall kind of cylindrical rock, and built on top of it is a building, there's a tree, yeah, so kind of fantastical in some way. Like you say, I'd like to live up there. And you can see there's some, some flags in front of the house. You can see that the wind is blowing and waves are crashing at the base of the rock. And then the fifth panel is just like a mighty sea shot. There's a lot of gray and black clouds and very, very big waves uh, with these finger-like breaks in the the foam of the wave. Uh, So very, very, very beautiful. I mean, just so much to look at. And the other side is kind of a print that looks a little bit like something evocative of the motion of water. 
but also with uh, prints of uh, leaves in the water, too. And in the center painting is a more placid view of, like, two boats in the water with uh, a mountain rising up on one side and an island on the other and a lot of uh, big sky with uh, nice, calm, cool clouds. Uh, so that's a painting card portion. Okay, in the next layer of the box we have... Uh, the board, the board game board, you know, the game board. And, wow, some extra bags. Uh, so I guess, like, bags to keep those cards in. Uh, then a bag with uh, five wood- wooden uh, character symbols, uh, one in turquoise, one in a darker yellow, one in a forest kind of green, one in a gray, and one in a purple. And then also uh, five pips that match the characters in color, like a round circle. And these seem to be made of uh, wood or hardy plastic, uh, really tactile. They're definitely wood, as I'm looking at it in the light. Uh, so really a nice touch there. And then there's also a box of cards, uh, a packet of cards, which I'll, I'll open up off uh, mic and then take a look through at least. Okay, so I opened the bag of cards, and it's a really thick stack of cards. Uh, like if you're thinking about a regular playing deck of uh, uh, playing cards, it seems to be equivalent of two uh, decks of playing cards. They are like a, a quarter, like maybe half the size or uh, 60% less size than a normal deck of playing cards. Uh, and on the back of the cards are different... Uh, like, as we go back to those characters, there's uh, there's different things on each side of the card. So, some of the back of the cards have a black print on them. And then in the circle painting in the center is a building it, 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 that's lit up at night uh, with a black tiled roof. Uh, another card has a, uh, a yellow a kind of a shining sun print and a lucky cat... Uh, in black, waving. Uh, another back of a card has a blueprint uh, with kind of like river rocks and a river or a stream in it, uh, very picturesque. Uh, then we have that food, uh, that bowl. It's actually a bowl because it has a liquid in it uh, with looks like a lot of different vegetables, maybe a radish, uh, some other things. Uh, and then a print that uh, is kind of evocative of uh, uh, fish without being fish. Uh, then there's a purple card uh, with a person, uh, like a, a purple, maybe a dark pr- pink uh, print on it, and a purple person in a kind of matching tones uh, uh, carrying a big pack on their back. And I think that's all the backs of the cards. So let's see the fronts of the cards. Uh, let's see. The first card uh, is Coma, K-O-M-A. And it has, a again, a, like a, it has a, on the bottom left, it has one coin. In the bottom right, it has a, a circle with a fan in it. It looks like it's some sort of top or something, like a spinning top you would play with. Uh, uh, then it has a pack with the numbers, I think they all do, one, three, five, seven. Maybe they own, yeah, I guess uh, maybe they all have that. Not all of them do, though. Uh, so that's uh, that's that card. And then the next card is uh, a musical instrument. It has three coins. Uh, and then in the circle it has uh, what looks like it could be a doll. I'm not sure what the symbol is. Uh, and this is... Uh, Shai Amisen, Shai Amisen. The next one uh, seems to be a robe, a yellow striped robe. Uh, Some of these are things you would buy. It's a two-coin symbol. And then in its circle, it has a robe, and it's a yukata, Y-U-K-A-T-A, yukata. Uh, this next card must be from a different a different background. It's uh, uh, Annie, Anna Ibito, Anna Ibito, A-N-N-A-I-B-I-T-O. 
And it's a character with a staff, uh, maybe like a grimace on their faces or exerting efforts. And then below them is an X with a, a blue-backed card. And this is a pink-backed card. Uh, this next card is uh, Ko- Koji, uh, or Kuji, K-U-G-E or K-O-G-E. And again, it's another character. Uh, their arms are clasped, under, clasped underneath their robe. And it has an X with three coins. Uh, this next one must be food. It's... Uh, Nigiri Mishi, N-I-G-I-R-I-M-E-S-H-I, Nigiri Mishi, Nigiri Mishi, uh, it's a one coin, it has a six, a symbol with a pack uh, on it, and there's two triangular uh, pieces of maybe tofu or something uh, like uh, made from some sort of flour, uh, with looks like some sort of a nori wrapper maybe on the bottom of it. Uh, the next one, a tempura. It is. Uh, it has leafy greens and it looks like uh, maybe it's tempura fish, uh, or it just has like what looks like uh, small fish, like herrings or sardines. It's a two-coin symbol and then a six uh, number six with a pack on it. Uh, the next one is uh, fugu, and this one has a like a wooden uh, a serving board with some slices of fish, uh, a couple limes it looks like, uh, maybe uh, some sort of green vegetable, and then some slices of uh, onion or garlic or, or some something else. And it has uh, three coins and a six uh, thing symbol. Uh, this one's interesting. It's the uh, that river uh, type scene. Maybe it's a spring, and it has a two pack symbol. It's the same as the spring on the other other side of it. Uh, and then the next card has the exact is the exact same picture. It just has two monkeys in the spring, and that one has a three pack symbol on it. They seem like they're chilling there. Uh, the next one is a. Uh, Hashi, H-A-S-H-I, it's, it has like what seems to be two chopsticks. It has a single coin symbol, and then on the other side it has a circle with a fan symbol in it. Uh, Geta, G-E-T-A, uh, is uh, two sets of uh, wooden, um, what are those things called that you wear around on your feet? Uh, uh, the, the wooden shoes with the extensions on the bottom. Slippers, I guess you'd call them, uh, or clogs, and that has a two-circle uh, coin symbol, and then the, the circle, the black circle with a robe in it. So I guess that stands for clothing. Uh, Haori is uh, the next one. It's uh, another robe in a kind of blue, similar to what the uh, samurai was wearing. And uh, that has two coins and then the, the clothing symbol. Uh, then it's a repeat of uh, uh, Anna, uh, Anna Abito, uh, the character that's uh, grimacing. Maybe they all start to, uh, yeah, oh, no, there's other ones. Let me skip the ones we've seen. There's another one for soba, which has soba, what seems to be soba noodles. And again, this is very detailed uh, painting. Uh, one for sashimi. It looks like a salmon. There's uh, more springs. Let's see if we got any other characters in the springs. There's another one with two boats uh, against the water. That costs a three-pack. Uchiwa. U-C-H-I-W-A. That's a fan. And it's a one-coin symbol. And it looks like the fan has, it's a kind of, oh man, the color again. You see, is that a pink? No, it's not. It's like a a pink meets a magenta. And it has a, what looks like maybe a bird or a rabbit painted on it. Uh, next one seems to be a wrapped package. We don't know what it is. Furoshiki, F-U-R-O-S-H-I-K-I. And it's a striped uh, package or bundle. Uh, tied up at the top and uh, in these different hues of uh, blues. Uh, 
And that's uh, two coins, and it has a clothing symbol. Uh, this next one is some sort of a dump- three dumplings in a bowl. Uh, uh, manu, M-A-N-U-U, or Manju, M-A-N-J-U. And that one is a one coin, and then it has a new symbol, which is a circle with like a, what look like four rolls uh, in it. Uh, then we have uh, uh, Aniabito, another character card, uh, Miko, and she's kind of standing, and she has a similar coins underneath her, and a coin going into a grayscale gate. Uh, the next one is uh, Dango, D-A-N-G-O. And it has uh, three circular, uh, I assume it's food, uh, on a skewer in three sets of those. So it looks like it might be a sweet to me, but I'm just assuming. And it has a single coin and then a six-pack uh, symbol. Uh, Don, Don Buri, uh, which is a bowl uh, with... Uh, some eggs and some meats, and it uh, looks like uh, maybe some soy. That's a three-coin and a six-pack symbol. Uh, washi, which uh, looks like uh, is uh, some uh, material, uh, like a bolt of clothing or a, a folded-up piece of linen. Uh, that's a one-coin symbol. Uh, Yuki, Yu, Yuki Oye, uh, or Oki Oye, uh, O-K-I or U-K-I-Y-O-E. This is three coins. It seems to be some sort of uh, painting or print. Very beautiful, very beautiful. Uh, the next one is a coin, uh, Peto, uh, Con Peto, K-O-N-P-E-I-T-O. And it looks to be some sort of um, uh, sweets and purple, pink, yellow, green, and blue uh, on a plate. Uh, kind of just, uh, I don't know if what you'd call them. They look a little bit like the shape of Everlasting Gobstoppers in the original movie. That's a one-coin symbol and a four-roll uh, symbol. Let me just see if we got anything. There's tofu in here. There's Thai mishi. Mishi. Uh, which is a fish and rice dish, it looks like. Uh, there's those verdant flooded flooded fields we talked about on the other card. There's a card with that. Uh, there's a card, uh, Kanzashi, K-A-N-Z-A-S-H-I, uh, which uh, seems to be uh, a few things for the he- like your hair. Uh, sake, uh, with a nice picture of that. That's two coins. Uh, ocha. O-C-H-A, uh, which is a bowl of uh, greenish, greenish liquid. Uh, miso shuri, uh, which is a bowl of uh, uh, like a miso type look. M-I-S-O-S-H-I-R-U. Oh, miso shuru. Uh, dango, tofu, unagi. Uh, more. Oh, here's another spring shot. It's a little bit different. It has two monkeys in the spring, but there's also blossoms where the other uh, spring was in more of a winter shot. Uh, Daifuku, uh, which is a, uh, like, it looks like some sort of uh, pink uh, uh, with uh, food or uh, dessert uh, with a dark, dark burgundy center to it. Uh, that one is two coins. Uh, Netsuki, uh, it's N-E-T-S-U-K-E. This one I, is a really, it's a two coins. It uh, has a rope uh, uh, being poured out of uh, what looks like some sort of brass uh, sculpture. Uh, I don't know. I should know more about that. Uh, uh, Kamaboko, uh, which is a, ro- a pink roll with a light pink inside, which is sliced. So, wow, I mean, these are just uh, yakitori, uh, sushi. So some of these, uh, let's see, there's one card that has, like, every single dish on it. Uh, so that must be lucky if you get that one. 
Uh, here's one that's just a, a blue uh, bowl or vessel. Yunomi, U N O M I. There's another one that looks like a piece of art. Sumi, S U M I E, or Sume. There's another character card. Show Kun In, Show Kunin, S H O K U N I N. Uh, samurai, there's one, uh, that costs three packs. Uh, there's also a card that has all of, like, the kind of store items you might buy. Uh, Gofu, which seems to be, uh, almost like an envelope on the end of a red string. The envelope's gold. Another vessel, beautifully, beautifully painted, uh, reds and, uh, uh, dark reds with a fish on top and waves, uh, some, some sort of vase or... Uh, just a decorative vessel, uh, uh, Shai Kai, uh, Shikai, Shiki, uh, S-H-I-K-K-I. Uh, again, let me just keep running through this. Is, I mean, I'm still, I'm only halfway through these cards. There's one card that has all of the characters, uh, Sandogasa, that's a, a hat, uh, there's a, 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 a collection of boxes, uh, Wow, yeah, we really you could go we could go through all of these all day long. So so again, just a level of detail. This is just one more set of the game. Uh but I'd be remiss if I didn't go through the game board at least for a little while. Uh we'll, we'll go through the instructions. This will be just interesting. And I mean, it definitely seems like a game to add to your uh collection. Uh because it just got great reviews and it seems to be a game about being in the moment. Uh and the game board really doesn't reveal too much about uh, the gameplay. I know you're going uh, back. You can go in either direction, I believe. Uh, from Edo to Kyoto or Kyoto to Edo. Uh, but the first is a three-piece, uh, three-section game board. And the most left section, uh, wow, it has, uh, it has numbers at the top, uh, it's uh let's say first it has there's two rows of numbers the first are all the odd numbers and the second row is all the even numbers uh, so on the bottom row it goes zero two uh four six eight ten uh, twelve fourteen sixteen eighteen twenty twenty two twenty four twenty six twenty eight thirty thirty two all the way up uh, on the last board to one hundred and then on the top, obviously, it goes to odd numbers, one, three, five. But some numbers have, uh, oh, every, if you count by fives, uh, the, the, all the other numbers are in kind of a brownish grayscale. Maybe not quite a sepia, more of a grayscale sepia. Uh, but all the, the, every fifth number is, uh, done in a maroon. So zero, five, fifteen, twenty, I'll have a maroon color. And then on the first thing is like a, a mountaintop building with a gate leading up to it, and the sun is uh, uh, blazing behind it, either setting or rising. I guess it seems like it's rising. And then there's uh, that, this must be where you figure out the coins to the pack ratio, because uh, it says a coin, and then I don't know if that's equals one pack. Uh, so maybe one coin equals one pack. Uh, but then there's also these uh, those uh, flower symbols I was talking about. Uh, and I don't know if that represents your character, but so there's a, a, a the like cayenne pink, uh, orangish uh, red, uh, verdant green, the grayscale, and then the turquoise. And then it says like a two coin, one coin equals two packs, uh, three coins equal four packs. Uh, I don't know how many coins equal seven or how many coins equal ten. I can't quite focus that closely. Uh, so it's uh, maybe you could buy more packs with more coins. It must be so what you can carry. And then you kind of have this like map rolled out with different stops on it. Uh, in different symbols that seem like they correspond to different cards. Uh, but again, there's not just, there's, so there's paintings and there's symbols. 
And then on the food-based things, there's even a deeper, uh, there's these squares that go out b- b- below it. So it even like, uh, I don't know if those are the courses of the meals or what. Uh, uh, and, and again, there's just so much color here. And then even on the background, there's even some prints. Uh, it's a mostly uh, white background, but then there's different prints. Uh, that's just on the first uh, board. Let me go to the second. Uh, let me open up here. I'm on the second of the game, second and third. Okay, so then they have uh, uh, probably like a card pot, like places to place your cards uh, uh, to pull from. So they have the house at night lit up at the night. They have the hot spring cards. They have uh, the person that's in uh, uh, pinks and magentas carrying something cards. They have the food-based cards. They have the verdant uh, harvesting cards. Oh, here's sort of the paintings. So, so they have it for the for verdant harvesting cards, uh, uh, the mountain winter mountain cards in their paintings, and then the uh, the beautiful sea scenery painting. And like, uh, there's just so many. Uh, I don't even know how many different stops you could make. Uh, like starting at the end, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty, forty-one, forty-two, forty-three, forty-four, forty-five, forty-six, forty-seven, forty-eight, forty-nine, fifty. Like around 55, but you know, my maths usually are not off. And then they all have the different symbols. Uh, let's see, they, if they correspond to cards. Yeah, and each stop has a symbol corresponding to like the food card, the night house, or some of them correspond to the the painting cards. Uh, so, and I guess the idea is these are all stops you would make uh, to enjoy the journey. So I guess you're stopping for food. I don't, I can't, I don't know exactly. I guess I didn't, like maybe the night house is like a hotel where all the travelers meet one another. Maybe that must be what that is. Uh, uh, then there's a, uh, the, there's a golden uh, colored uh, symbol. I don't know if there was cards corresponding to that. Maybe that's where you go shopping, uh, the spring, where you go chill out. Well, one of them must be for shopping. Then there's the food one. Maybe the night house is where you go shopping, and the person in the pink is like a fellow traveler that you meet. Uh, yeah, that might make more sense. And then it's just uh, maybe you collect coins. There's one yellow uh, uh, like house, or it looks like a... Again, it looks like there's some sort of, uh, like in the foreground, a couple um, uh, grazing animals, but that has three coins above it. So I don't know if you stop there, uh, you get coins. There's also some of them that are further away from the board, uh, so I don't know what those symbols mean. But really, clearly, a game that has a a lot of detail and a lot to uh, relax. So I highly recommend... uh, yeah, I'll be playing it soon, but there's just enough just to, obviously to, to, to enjoy and look at, uh, and that's uh, Tokaido. So check it out at your local game store, ideally, uh, or wherever you purchase your games. Uh, good night.